Every Tuesday, Austin Rich descends into the Lava Lamp Lounge to dispense pop culture detritus and DJ deconstructions from the comfort of historic St. John's, Oregon. Listen as he pontificates like a man appointed with a sacred duty of hosting a radio program by a mysterious church in this very episode of Las Fufmas Radio. Mr. Braderick will see you. Well, what can I do for you? My name is Grafius, Grafius of Springfield. I would like your assistance in helping me locate a Martian embassy. Would you say that again very slowly? I came to New York to locate the Martian embassy. I assume you were joking. On the contrary, I am completely serious. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction, presents... X minus one... Night story, The Embassy. It was one of those nights where the rain came down from the sky like a stack of newspapers thrown from the back of a truck. And it looked like you were going to be the worst for wear if you didn't make it through as quick as possible. The name's Roland. Detective Dexter Roland. And I needed to drink something fierce. I'd just gotten off a long case dealing with... uh, Paris Stems trying to sell me some line about uh, insurance fraud and an overturned car and a dead boyfriend. It didn't add up, especially not for me when I got stiffed. No money to show for it. So I headed down to Hannigan's, one of those uh, local joints where uh, you need to watch what you're saying in order to avoid 
something happening to your face. Or even worse, to your car. I bellied up to the bar and asked for three fingers of something strong and stiff. The bartender just looked at my bill on the counter and slid me a glass of something delicious. I found a corner where I could curl up and uh, go over the day's events, but then a friend of mine showed up and I knew that wasn't going to happen. It was Marcus. Marcus Little. This kid who, uh, every once in a while, manages to uh, take care of some business for me, if you know what I mean. He sat down next to me and said, have you heard about Broderick and Doolin? And I knew the rest of what he had to say couldn't possibly be good news. After all, it was Halloween. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a tall, cool one. This ain't gonna be easy, but you need to hear it. This is the story of the embassy here on, uh, what's this called again? Plus Foolfmas Radio or some nonsense like that. <sighs> Man, what a night. The story begins a little like this. Out of the infinitude of stars and planets in the solar system and other systems in the universe, it is almost mathematically certain that other forms of life exist on other worlds. Someday, in the future, in a thousand years, or in the next 25 minutes, daring travelers through space will make contact with the inhabitants of another world. But the question is... Will we contact them first, or will they contact us? A private detective agency in downtown New York. Mr. Grafius, Mr. Braderick will see you. Well, what can I do for you? My name is Grafius, Grafius of Springfield. I would like your assistance in helping me locate a Martian embassy. Would you say that again very slowly... I came to New York to locate the Martian embassy. I assume you were joking. On the contrary, I am completely serious. As it happens, I am interested only in Martians at the moment. I see. Okay, shoot. Well, it occurred to me in the course of my studies that we, Earth people, cannot possibly be the only intelligent form of life in the universe. Since Mars is older geologically, and since it is also an atmospheric planet, its evolutionary history could easily be similar to ours. Do you follow me? Well, so far I can't say no. If this is true, then they must have been watching us, observing us for hundreds, possibly thousands of years. They also know we are a militaristic warlike race. We might conceivably set out to conquer and occupy Mars someday. In which case, they would try to get a jump on us. Ah, precisely, Mr. Broderick. We divided up the land. We got 
planning to attack an unknown nation, what would be your first move, Mr. Broderick? Well, intelligence. Find out what the odds are. Oh, you have a very logical mind, sir. You would send agents to scout the nerve centers of earthly civilization and advancement. Not Kansas City or Equatorial Africa, my dear sir, but here, in New York, the most technically advanced spot on the earth. And you want me to help you prove this theory of yours? Precisely. The expense doesn't interest me. Well, now, this may take a long, long time, Mr. Gravius. After all, nobody has ever seen the marsh. I assure you they will be very ordinary-appearing people. Mm -hmm. Very likely they live together in downtown New York. 
Most certainly they live in a private house with no servants to pry in their affairs. Oh, some ordinary people who live in a private house in downtown New York. How might you as well look up Martians in the classified section of the phone book? There's one Adelaide which might help you. What's that? They would be almost certain to subscribe to every conceivable type of newspaper, scientific journal, and foreign language publication. Now, that might be something. Okay, Mr. Grafius, it's a deal. Excellent. I shall contact you tomorrow.
here's an address takes everything from Pick Magazine to the Manchester Guardian. Here, listen to this here. Pick, Look, Scientific America, the Daily News, uh, Daily Worker, the Police Gazette, Journal of Engineering, a Scientific Quarterly, American Psychiatric Journal. Let me see that. Yeah. Oh, Doolin, Doolin, sometimes I wonder. What is the address on this? Well, it's uh, 9 West 124th Street. Which happens to be the Harlem branch of the New York Public Library. Oh. Now, listen, Noodle Brain, what we're looking for is a private house. Oh, boss, what is the sense of all this? You know there ain't no Martian embassy in New York. This crackpot is paying us $100 a day, and we've got to keep him happy. Do you understand? Yeah. Also, I have a hunch that Mr. Graffius is not looking for any Martian embassies. He is looking for something quite different. So we are going to find it for him. It's right down there, number 108. Nobody comes out, nobody goes in. I asked around. You haven't been blabbing around the neighborhood that we're looking for the Martian embassy, have you? <laughs> Boss, I'm stupid, but I ain't that stupid. Yeah. Who'd you talk to? I struck up what you might call a casual acquaintanceship with those two girls standing with the baby carriages up the street. That cute one is real cute. Uh, look, Doolin, don't try to do anything intelligent, all right? Just keep walking up and down, see? Check. Hmm. I'm going back to the office to meet Graffia. I'll see you later, boss. Hiya, beautiful. Hiya. 
Flatfoot. <laughs> Name is Dolan, honey. Iron Man Dolan. Your line is getting rusty, Iron Man. <laughs> so help me, honey. If I'm feeding you a line, may the heavens open up and strike me dead. Hey, what's that? Look out! Sorry to have kept you waiting, Mr. Grafius. Thank you. But I've had Doolin uh, casing our first lead for a week now. It's a house down in Greenwich Village, privately rented, number 108 Conklin Street. Nobody seems to know anything about who lives there, except that they subscribe to every paper and scientific journal put out. 
Also, there's a radio antenna on the roof. Oh, you don't suppose your Mr. Doolan will try to get inside the house? If uh, this place is the Martian embassy... No, 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 don't worry. Doolan can take care of himself. He... I'll stop him now. Excuse me. Hello. Yeah, speaking. Doolan? Yeah, he works for me. What? No. No, I can't think of any. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll... I'll be right down. Okay, Lieutenant, yeah. Yeah, right away. Something the matter? Doolan is dead, Mr. Grantis. All right, come on, we get a cab. I have to identify the body. Marcus had only just begun, and with Doolin dead, and a possible Martian embassy in New York of all places, I knew this night was only going to end badly. Stay tuned if you want to hear the rest of this terrible tale here on some radio program or another, whatever. Uh, We'll be right back. It's such a nice floating sensation. I had no idea we were so far into Last Wolf Miss Radio. I've got to count to ten and push the button. One, two, three. Where? DJ Austin Rich patted me on the arm, smiling. And I took the little box of noise home with me. I couldn't make them understand. It wasn't just a dream. It was something that was happening. Really happening. Audience participation is happening at Blasphoofness on Skype, Twitter, Gmail, MyFaster Plus. Just go to our page and click the Enjoy button. And at BlasphoofnessRadio.com. 
The Student Food Pantry at PSU is located in Smith Student Union, room 325. It is open to all students Monday through Friday from noon to 2 p.m. No ID is required and there are no questions asked. We welcome any student facing any hunger issues. Come on down. Would you like to donate food or volunteer your time at the Student Food Pantry? You can bring non-perishable food items and hygiene products to University Studies in Kramer Hall 117. Volunteers can contact Erica at eschnatz at pdx.edu or call 503-725-2203. You can follow the PSU Student Pantry on Twitter, ASPSU Pantry. We will be collecting donations in University Studies through November 12th. Hope to see you there. We here at Blasphemous Radio really want to thank you for enjoying our program and uh, supporting it in the way that you do. So, uh, if you are not doing so already, uh, please go to the iTunes store and subscribe to Blasphemous Radio. There's a number of subscription options, and all of them are free. And if you enjoy the program, please leave a comment and let us know exactly what you like about it and what keeps you coming back every week. Uh, and then, of course, you can always go to the MyFaster Plus page and uh, give us an enjoy or two. Those definitely help the program, and uh, it tells us exactly what we can do for you as someone who listens and enjoys what we do. Thanks. No amount of money or organization support was used in any way, shape, or form to produce this ad for your listening pleasure. Thank you. Bless Bless Radio. A private detective agency in downtown New York. The kid was nervous and shaking. So I picked up the next round. Got a few shots and another pitcher of beer. Sat back down. The name's Roland. Detective Dexter Roland. It wasn't every day that Marcus was trembling like that, but uh, with Doolin dead, and who knows what else is next, it sounded like it was in my best interests to sit down and listen tight. This grappiest fellow. Something don't add up. But what was it? I mean, yeah, he might be hiring you to do some work here and there, but something ain't right. A fellow like that probably has plenty of resources on his own. And yet, He's going to Broderick as if uh, this was just some other kind of domestic dispute or uh, an insurance scam or uh, who knows what. The angles don't square. I pushed the shot over towards Marcus and leaned in closer to find out the rest of the story. He was all too happy to oblige. It went a little something like this. 
Lieutenant, I'm Broderick. Oh, uh, uh, there's your boy, Broderick. Anybody see it? A maid pushing a baby carriage. We can't seem to get any sense out of her. You mind if I talk to her? Uh, Hanson, this guy wants to ask the girl a few questions. Please. I told you what I saw. How many times I got to tell you? Look, miss, the dead man was a personal friend of mine. Would you tell me what happened? Helen and I were standing in front of Rackman's candy store up on the corner. We both had the babies out. He said hello and joked a little. Then, then he... What happened? It's too awful. No, please. Well, first he squashed. And then the stone fell on him. Did you repeat that? They don't believe me. But Helen saw it too. Saw what? First he squashed and then it fell on him. He was mashed flat before it even hit him. Now look, that's the story, Broderick. Please, let me alone. Let me go home. I told you what I saw. Now let me alone. Let me alone. Did you learn anything, Mr. Broderick? I don't know. May I ask, what do you intend doing? Well, as soon as the cops clear out and this place quiets down, little Broderick is going to pay a personal call on the Martian embassy. Or whatever number 108 is...
Whoever you are, open that door. Yes? Oh. Well, young man. Oh, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Is the uh, lady of the house at home? Oh, I'm the lady of the house. Oh, well, uh, my name is Broderick. I represent the Manhattan Child Adoption Center. We're soliciting funds and clothing for stranded and unadopted children. I, uh, won't I wonder you if you come inside? Well, we don't usually. Oh, we... nonsense. I'm old enough to be your grandmother. Besides, my son, Lauren, is working at home. Your son? Oh, he's a bibliographer. He writes summaries of articles and books from scientific journals and publications for libraries and universities. Oh, I see. Uh, sit down, Mr. Broderick. Let me pour you a cup of tea. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not much of a tea drinker, but uh, it seems to have a... a Strange taste. Oh, it's my own recipe. Uh-huh. I like my town with a little drop of poison. Nobody knows They're lining up to go insane I'm all alone I smoke my friends down to the filter But I feel much cleaner after it rains And she left in the fall That's a picture on the wall She always had that little drop of poison Did the devil Make the world While God was sleeping You'll never get a wish From a bone the wrong goodbye and a hundred sailors that deep blue sky is my home and she left in the fall that's a picture on the wall she always had that little drop of poison in with weasels Here you lose a little every day Well I remember when a million was a million They all have ways to make you pay And she left in the fall that's a picture on the wall She always said that little drop of poison And she left in the fall That's a picture on the wall She 
That I'd better be running along oh, but now. You haven't finished your tea, Mr. No, Patrick. No, no, really. I'm, I feel a little funny. I, I'll call Lauren. No, 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 no. Sorry, right, I'm leaving. I, I just feel kind of dizzy. Well, I'm sure Lauren would uh, like to hear about the adoption center. I'll call him. No, don't. But, no, no, but I, don't. I must. Besides, you aren't well. I'm tea. Lauren! I've got to get out. Lauren! Lauren, hurry! Look out. You get out of my way. No, no. You must stay. Yes, Mother. You. Drug my teeth. You let go of my arm. Lauren! Let go! No! Oh. I've got to get out the front door. Open. Open! What happened? The other one, that Broderick, he was here. I drugged his teeth. He got away? He was suspicious. Fool! Idiot! Go after him. Risk another murder on our doorstep. Are you insane? But he suspects. Well, we'll have to take our chances. We'll have to think of some other way. If he goes to the authorities... Oh, they'll laugh at him. How did they find out? I don't know how. But I'm certain someone else sent them. Who? I don't know. I'm afraid to let myself think. It might be. It just might be.
get help. Oh, oh. Look out. Oh. Miss, please. All right, miss. We'll take care of them. Come along, mister. I'm going to give you a break and take you back to the wife and no, kids. No, no, you can't. I'm sick. Sick, is it? What's the matter? I'm drugged. They drugged me. Who drugged you? In number 108, the Martians. Who? The Martians in 108 at Martian Embassy. Well, I've seen them with pink elephants, no. rabbits, and mice, but you're the first one that's got Martians. Oh, it's true, I tell you. Ah, uh-huh. Come along. Listen, listen, don't take me back there. They'll kill me. I, I've got to make you understand. Here, here, I'll help you up the steps. What was my name? My name is Broderick. I'm a, a private dick. We'll find I, out about this. No. Oh. Here, don't try any tricks. Uh, officer, listen, please. I'll give you anything. $1,000, but please listen. For God's sake, listen, listen. Yes, officer? Oh. Why, Broderick. You know this lush, uh, Granny? Oh, why, that's my son, Broderick. Oh, no, she's Martian. He's in pretty bad shape. You better get him to bed. Oh, uh, dear, uh, and he was doing so well at the Alcoholic Society. Uh, he must have gotten off again. Looks like he's ready to pass out. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren. What is it, Mother? Oh, Broderick. Your brother, Broderick, has been drinking again. No, officer, please. Look I... out, he... Uh, Passed out. Oh, I'll take care of him, officer. We've handled this sort of thing before. Can you manage okay? We'll be fine. Thank you. Oh, you've been very kind, officer. Nothing at all, Granny. I know how it is with these alkies. Well, I'll be seeing you.
Martian Embassy. Martian. Oh, oh my head. Oh. <laughs> Our Mr. Broderick is regaining consciousness, Mother. What? <laughs> what happened? I can't get up. Oh. Do not struggle, Mr. Broderick. It will be impossible for you to rise from that chair. The pressure from this ray will keep you there. Ray? Who? You've already guessed, Mr. Broderick. You mean this really is the... The Martian embassy? Yes. Yes, you have the honor to be the first prisoner of the imperial government of Mars. First prisoner? Yes. After the invasion, of course, you will all be our prisoners. What sort of nonsense is this? No nonsense, Mr. Broderick. As your people will soon find out. Our preparations for invasion are nearly completed now. As soon as we give this signal, our armed forces will launch a surprise attack. And then the Earth will be ours. Crazy. Or not half as mad as you, Mr. Broderick, to come muddling so foolishly into our affairs. It was a mistake, Mr. Broderick. A fatal mistake. You've made a grave mistake. You should sleep, but now you're awake. Get back in the ground, don't utter a sound. For goodness sake, made a grave mistake. You should sleep, but now you're awake. You've rejoined the living that my head in disbelief. Captured by Martians? In New York? What year is this? Even on Halloween, something didn't add up. To find out how the rest of this goes, stay tuned, won't you?
you are listening to Blast Miss Radio. Believe everything you hear. Do as you are told. Austin Rich is in control. This, this is, is not, not a test. This episode of Blast Miss Radio was brought to you by Obsessive Record Collecting. Scanning thrift stores near and far since 1998. If you would like to become a sponsor of Bus Foodness Radio, send an email to austinrich at gmail.com. Thank you. The Student Food Pantry at PSU is located in Smith Student Union, room 325. It is open to all students Monday through Friday from noon to 2 p.m. No ID is required, and there are no questions asked. We welcome any student facing any hunger issues. Come on down. Would you like to donate food or volunteer your time at the Student Food Pantry? You can bring non-perishable food items and hygiene products to University Studies in Kramer Hall 117. Volunteers can contact Erica at E-S-C-H-N-A-T-Z at pdx.edu or call 503-725-2203. You can follow the PSU Student Pantry on Twitter, ASPSU Pantry. We will be collecting donations in university studies through November 12th. Hope to see you there. Audience participation is happening at... Blasphoofness on Skype, Twitter, Gmail, MyFaceTier Plus. Just go to our page and click the Enjoy button. And at BlasphoofnessRadio.com. Blasphoofness Radio. A private detective in downtown New York. Chippies walking in and out of the bar, and the thud of the pool cues as they were clunking around the table. It was hard to concentrate on Marcus's story. The name's Roland. Detective Dexter Roland. Was this for real? A Martian embassy? Broderick captured? Doolin dead? This Graffius fellow, what's his story? What is he doing in this place? Didn't make any sense. Then again, nights like this never do. We took turns, taking pulls from our drinks and drags from our cigarettes, as Marcus nervously tried to remember the next part of the story. The bartender, he could tell something wasn't right. He kept avoiding us like the plague, never bothering to get too close, except when we signaled him for another drink. Three fingers of this, three fingers of that. It was one of those nights you weren't too picky about what you were drinking, so long as it went down hard, fast. I leaned in closer. Marcus was about ready to tell me how this whole thing turned out. And I could already tell I wasn't going to like the ending. The story went like this.
So Doolan's death was no accident, then, huh? <laughs> Assuredly not. We found it necessary to use a pressure ray on your friend. The block of concrete was an afterthought. We thought it, it might help to divert suspicion. All right. So what happens now? If you cooperate, you can look forward to a quick, painless death. Like your friend, Mr. Doolan. If not... Oh, this pressure ray has many delicate adjustments. It can move a pin, or it can crush a boulder. Let me demonstrate. You see, Mr. Broderick, (laughs) as if an invisible vice were crushing you. What do you want? The name of your client. We are interested in knowing who is so anxious to locate the Martian embassy. The names of my clients are confidential. Well? All right, I... Turn it off, Mother. Mr. Broderick has seen the wisdom of speech. for an Earthman. Describe him. Well, I, I... I don't think I really can. I, oh. Describe him. Oh. 
He's tall. The big forehead. It's about 60. Wears thick glasses. He's bald. Lauren, it sounds like one of them. Yes. Yes, it does. Contact the planet. Tell them we suspect that our plans are known. Ask for an acceleration of the invasion day. At once. What about me? Oh. Oh, I am sorry, Mr. Brother. But I'm afraid you know too much now. In exactly five seconds, you'll feel the full impact of the ray which faces you. I would suggest that you relax and meet your fate calmly. Oh, now, no, no, wait a minute. You will feel no pain, just a... Wall of force crushing you. Yes, but listen. Five. But you, you can't do this. Four. It, it isn't human. Yes, I know we're not human. Three. Yes, but do you understand? No. One. Mother in heaven. Now. magnetic field is dead. Stand back from the pressure rate. Uh, it will not function anyway. I've decontrolled your field. Lauren! Lauren, it's one of them! They found us! Did you think we wouldn't? You are free to move now, Mr. Brown. Look, I don't know how you got in here, Gravius, but stick around. These babies are really Martians, just like you said. They're planning to invade the Earth and take over. There will be no invasion. All right, you keep these characters covered. I'll get the police. There will be no need for the police. I intend to handle them myself. But, Gratius, the police will want Do to... not call the police. I don't get it. You fool of an earthling. Don't you realize with whom you are dealing? The invasion of Earth by Mars will be like child's play compared with what... <laughs> I just 
flattened out. Yeah. Like your friend, Mr. Doolin. Oh, I detest the use of violence where the intellect can rule. But unfortunately, the Martians are a threat to us and must be destroyed so that we can proceed with our own plans. I withdrew from the street and all human-like zones. I'd had it, I'd had it. I was mushed to the bones. I covered the windows. I was taking no calls. Then I thought for a month inside the alien walls. Now I know they don't tell you so. Now I know they don't tell you so. Now I know they don't tell you so. up a girl I knew for so many years. I'd seen her in shock. I'd seen the last of her tears. I admired her style from her toes to her brain. She accepted my plan and so she caught the next train. Now I know they don't tell you so. Now I know they don't tell you so. Now I know I can recall
What plans? Naturally, you wouldn't comprehend. Wait a minute. There are some things here that I do understand. A second ago, that pressure ray didn't work. Now you're using it like it was a toy. Now did you get in here, anyway? Who are you? Another one of these Martians? No, Mr. Broderick. I happen to be a Venusian. A what? A representative of the planet of Venus. You're crazy. Not at all. Martian invasion would be like child's play compared to ours. The Martians would simply have conquered and enslaved your people. We Venusians intend to exterminate you completely. Then I suppose that you were going to start by knocking me off now, On the contrary, you are free to leave any time you please. Leave? Yes. Are you kidding? I... I know your plans, the invasion. I could go... Hell, the police. (laughs) Go ahead. Why don't you try it, brother? Because the minute I turn my back, you're going to let me have it. Suppose you try it and see. I have no interest in stopping you. Go ahead. Run to the police. Tell them anything you like. All right, Buster, you ask for this. You let me go. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think you're running to? Officer, listen to me. Oh, it's you again. The one with the marsh. Listen, listen, that story is true. You've got to believe me. You've absolutely got to believe me. They're inside that house. Inside number 108. He killed them. Who killed them? Gothius, the leader of the Venusian invasion. Venusian invasion. Look, they're going to take over the earth. Listen to me. Go in that house. Martians, now Venusians. Okay, brother, I've heard enough. Your batty is a bed bug. Come along. Please, where are you taking me? Bellevue Psychiatric Ward, my friend. Come on. Oh, but you... Come along. You don't understand. Why are you such a fool? Let go of me. There's going to be an invasion. The Venusians are going to invade us. Why don't you listen to me? Why don't you listen? And that was it. Marcus stubbed out his last cigarette and looked me in the eye and said, What are we going to do? I looked at him and said, What can we do? Dolan's gone. Broderick's gone. Two more good ones. Lost forever. All we can do is move forward and hope for the best. Hennigan's was closing, and I knew it was time to get back to the office. Sooner or later, some other client, some other story, some other problem to solve. Another night, another friend gone. End on end. But hey, when you work in this crazy business, it's just enough to be able to pay your rent on time. Have three squares and a bottle of Jameson every once in a while. This has been Detective Dexter Rowland, bringing you the Embassy, episode 190 or some nonsense. For this uh, guy over here does this blasphemous radio thingy, whatchamacallit. Got some special thanks this week. 
Kyle Rich, he pays the bills, man. He keeps this thing going smooth every week. Like clockwork, baby. So, cheers. Josh Jones, he knows the story. He does these, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, drawings, as, uh, avatars, whatever. You can find them on the interweb. Something, place, thingy, I don't know. But I hear they look good, so keep it up, Josh. And, uh, Mr. Flies Away, he flew off and he wrote this theme song or some nonsense. It opens up the show. He's a good, he's a good, good dude. He's got his head screwed on too tight. We like that about him. Thanks a bunch. This has been part of our annual Halloween celebration. Bringing you a lot of good stuff. Good tunes, good, uh, good things to listen to on this fine holiday. We hope you've been enjoying it. Don't forget to go to that inner Webatron thingamabob. BlastFoofmasRadio.com think that's the place they got all the information the whole story the whole shebang if it were anyway i'm out gotta find some grub crawl into a warm place shed a few layers and try to make sense of it all i think i heard someone say once be seeing you. We'll leave it at that. You have just heard X-1, presented by the National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction. Tonight, by transcription, X-1 has brought you The Embassy by Donald A. Wolheim, adapted for radio by George Lefferts. Featured in the cast were John Larkin, Theo Getz, Bill Zuckert, Audrey Blum, Virginia Payne, Clark Gordon, Jack Orison, and Reese Taylor. Your announcer, Fred Collins. X-1 was directed by Dan Sutter and is an NBC Radio Network production. Blasphemous Radio. I was out on the highway just driving around when I saw a strange vision coming down to the ground. I drove to a phone and called on my best friend. He left and said, Oh, buddy, you at it again. The invasion is coming, uh huh. Oh, yeah. The invasion is coming to give you a scare. The invasion is coming, taking over the
trying to find a way to So you better watch out and what you say and do Look out, little girl, I got my eyes on you The invasion is coming up, oh yeah, the invasion 